Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Future is Bilingual podcast. My name is Heather. Today's episode is with my co-host and very good friend, Marcin, and I'm so excited to bring him back on the podcast. If you are new, first of all, welcome. And second, you can go find my interview. It was in two parts with Marcin, if you don't know who he is and you want to hear his language story. My story is also back in episode two. So I encourage you to listen to both of those if you're new and not sure who we are. Today, we're going to talk about apps versus writing things down and taking notes. I thought this might be a good topic because in the new year, a lot of us, myself included, have made goals and things that we want to accomplish. And oftentimes that's related to language learning. So I thought that this topic could be interesting on just to talk about how maybe we learn best. We're not going to give you the answer. There's no one right way to do this, but we're just going to talk a little bit about advantages and disadvantages to both and how we incorporate them into our studying and hopefully maybe introduce you to something that might work well for you. So without further ado, let's get into the talk. Welcome back, Marcin, to the Futures Bilingual podcast. Hello and welcome to all the listeners. We're going to talk about using apps to learn languages versus taking notes and writing things down. So we have some disclaimers. First of all, uh, we are just two people and we're just going to share our opinions and what we think is an advantage versus a disadvantage. We've also been, have been, um, I mean, I'm young, you know, obviously. Hey. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I'm older than you. Uh, but yeah, we started learning before um, anybody had an iPhone in their pockets. So mm-hmm. even though we've probably adapted fairly well. Um, yeah, we started way before apps or uh, smartphones were a thing. Yes. So we've been learning languages longer than apps have been around. But yeah, we both enjoy using them. So it's not that we're on one side or the other of this argument per se. Yeah. Uh, we also are not sponsored by any of the apps we're going to talk about. Um, I'd gladly welcome sponsorships by any of them. <laughs> but for the moment, we're not sponsored right. and we have not tested uh, all of them. So we might mention apps that we've heard about from other people. We're putting them out there so that you can go and look them up, but we have not tested them all. Right. And we have to say that every person learns differently. So it's um, there's there, there will be no absolutes at the end of the episodes where we say this is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, we will uh, talk about some some good things and some bad things about different ways of learning and what uh, think, what benefits they might give you. Yeah, but we definitely encourage you to think about what works best for you and to really reflect personally on what you think, you know, if you agree with what we're saying or you disagree and just knowing more about yourself. So I think a lot of people, I don't know if it's more than in the past, but definitely a lot of people are learning languages on their own and seeing benefits from that. And maybe they had a hard time learning it at school. Maybe that's just the generation we're in that we're not in school anymore. So (laughs) we have to learn on our own. I guess. Maybe, but I, I do like um, that you say, you know, know yourself, like get mm-hmm. to know yourself. That's that's very good. So we are going to talk about some apps. We're going to start with that and then some other non-app resources that you might use if you're writing things down and then just go back and forth with different benefits and disadvantages. Okay, so we have a lot of apps. Marcin, why don't you start? Um, you could even start with just ones you've used. I yeah, know. I mean, I can, uh, yeah, we can start with that and then we can mention um, some other ones. But the, the, mm-hmm. I think the big one that most people um, who are interested in languages know is Duolingo. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the one I've used the most and the longest, uh, probably, oh, I don't know how long, maybe about five years, six years by now. Um, so I, I think used, longer. Uh, We've both been on, yeah. I believe, I've been on since 2014, but I have not been using consistently for yeah. that long. And- I'm pretty sure I was using it before you. Mm-hmm. Quite certain of that. So yeah, yeah so um, that's the one we definitely know best. And um, but I've also used Mango Languages, uh, mm-hmm. which I got through my library, and a lot of libraries carry it. And there are uh, some interesting things about it. Um, and then Memorize um, mm-hmm. is Memorize is another uh, quite a popular one. And then a very very long time ago, I did use Rosetta Stone. That was mm-hmm. the 
I think that was the first resource I had for German um, when I started learning it. Is that an app? Rosetta Stone was a program. Like a CD? Oh, yeah, it was, but I think they did adapt it to, um, to an app. I have not looked it up. And then uh, I did try Buzu for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and I did do DW, like the Deutsche Welle, but that was not so much an app as their like website resources. Okay. Um, to learn. Yeah, so there are maybe some other ones that I've tried that I might not necessarily mm -hmm. remember. So like you, I've also used Duolingo, Memorize, Mango, I've tried in the past, and then I've I tried it again recently um, through my local library. I've used Busu, but I don't even, it's been so long, I don't really remember. Um, mm. Recently, I tried Drops for Japanese, and I don't know why, it just didn't really click with me, but some people love it. Um, I've heard a lot of people say good things about it, so don't mm. take my word for it. Uh, Quizlet, I used a lot with my students, and so that's a very popular one. Uh, we used it almost entirely for vocabulary. I've seen people do grammar, like you have to match the subject with maybe the verb or the verb ending. Um, doesn't work so well in French or English because a lot of things don't change, but things like Spanish, um, Polish, right. you can get creative. Um, and it's great for the classroom because you can do games. So I do like Quizlet. Um, can't really say I've used it too much for myself. Uh, and then Utalk is a new one that I found out about during the Polyglot Conference. They were a sponsor and they worked with the Langfest crew. And I really like that app, actually. I feel like it's, they have tons of languages. I forget the exact number, but they have like tons and tons. And um, I just, I don't know, the sounds are very satisfying. Like, you know, how I don't know. It's very important when you're doing practice on an app that like, it's not an annoying sound. I think that might've been what was annoying me with drops. Yeah, you yeah. paid closer attention during the conference than I did. <laughs> I was, yeah, that was a fun conference. Um, so some other ones that people have mentioned or that I've heard about, um, Babel, Kanju with two U's. Uh, you mentioned the DW, I wasn't even sure what that was. Uh, Falu with an O-U at the end. The Free Rice, um, I did actually try that one. Uh, it's kind of cool. So you, you play games and you can learn all sorts of things, not just languages. And every time you get, I believe, 10 right, it like donates, I don't know, I, don't, I forget how much rice. Um, but it's, I guess right. it's like a, a way to, to help donate rice to people. I don't really know how it works, but it sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Uh, I believe HelloTalk is like a way to meet natives and have uh, conversations. I don't know if it's chat or voice, video. I'm not really sure. Hmm. Have you heard of that one? Uh, no. So I think Hello Talk is similar to Tandem. I think they both match you up. So you can have like practice with a native speaker. So I don't know. I don't know how that works, but yeah. I haven't tried it yet, but it sounds good. Um, LingQ, I've heard good things about. Lingo Deer, have not tried. Lyrica, is that something with singing? It's, I don't know. It sounds like it should be. It might be for all mm -hmm. I know. I have not um, tried it. Yeah, and then the last one on here that we didn't mention was Super Memo, Memo, Super Memo, maybe. Uh, so yeah, there's lots of those. Um, so yeah, and if you guys have any more that we forgot to mention, you can let us know. Comment on Instagram, email me at tfibpodcast at gmail.com. You know, we'd like to know more things that are out there, especially if it's something that you really enjoy using and you think others should know about. And are these all free? Do we know? I mean, I'm assuming everything has a free trial, at least. Um, yeah. Uh, as far as the apps go, all the ones that I've tried, um, they were free. That was uh, usually a big, um, especially when I was younger, um, that was a very important feature because I did mm -hmm. not have uh, the money to spare on, um, on a lot of different resources. Yeah. I don't so, think yeah. I've ever bought an app, actually, <laughs> in my I've whole life. Since. Yeah. And this year I bought the Duolingo, um, the premium access to it, but I, mm -hmm. it's only been a couple of weeks, so I don't yet have a very extensive experience with the, uh, with the premium version. Mm -hmm. You fell for the deal. I saw that. It was like, I did some percentage I did. off. <laughs> yeah. It was like Oops. half off or something. Yeah. It was like 65 I maybe. I, I forget. Yeah. yeah. It was good though. Okay. Um, so that's for apps and you guys might know more than what we mentioned, but again, they're continuously coming out with more um 
there's definitely apps that are more specific to you know certain languages that we of course didn't mention if we're not aware of them so we're just two people remember mm -hmm. <laughs> uh so for the writing down resources you know um it's a little bit more vague and open because the method here is just to write things down so you could really use anything um so to kind of organize it i divided it into three categories so the first one is written so if you're using a book like a traditional textbook or it could just be you know a book that you're reading in that target language um, anything that's a website uh, that's just text um, newspapers magazines can you think of anything else we might have forgotten um I, those those are the, the menus main reading yeah <laughs> yeah uh, that, that's getting a lot more detailed if you're for sure flyers and brochures yeah but you will learn some very specific uh, vocab that way mm -hmm. so that's um, the first category yeah and then you have audio um which is podcasts um you know one of our favorites of course um and then uh audiobooks um and then there are many free ones on spotify um that i i've definitely listened to a fair amount of choices in german um uh, more than english oh, i think it's so good um, to know i never look for that I'm, yeah. i don't really oh, use spotify are. much there are Polish audiobooks as well. Um, mm -hmm. Many of them are, um, well, the books are open, like um, they're, they're, you know, like from before like 1925, I think the year is now. So they're they're um, in the public domain, but I, I can't imagine uh, the uh, the recordings. The, I mean, the recordings are not from before then. So okay, I, um, that's good. <laughs> but, but they might be, yeah. But some of them are professional recordings by some well-known um, people. Mm -hmm. uh, and actors who uh, voice actors who who do recordings and they're quite enjoyable. Mm, I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah, and then good old radio and music. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think both of us very much um, always give a shout out to music as a oh, really yeah. really good way to engage in your target language. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I used to use a lot of songs, and I would make these worksheets where the specific words were missing so you know it might be vocab if we've done a lot of vocab on a certain like i find a song that's talking a lot about i don't know like romance or something if it's a chapter mm -hmm. on that and i've done ones where i've taken out verbs so like a lot of times you can easily find songs that are all in the past and then take out all the past verbs yeah so sometimes oh, yeah. it's really challenging like you see the students like really concentrating and like we'll listen to like a part of the song over and over but mm -hmm. i think it is a really fun way um, and then afterwards, we would watch the, the video. <laughs> and sometimes oh, yeah. it's, yeah, it's just, it's funny. Um, but music is such a, an... yeah. But the, did you take the course at UMass that was um, polished through music and song and... Um, oh, I did a, a film a course. Oh, I did. I, I did that too. Not in the same semester. But mm -hmm. yeah, they, there was um, a Polish course that was using um, songs. <gasps> as I wish. And, and other, obviously, other colleges have languages that they do that as well but yeah that's mm -hmm. a very good um, thing to adapt yeah it's a fun way to learn so i think a lot yeah. of people already do this um so maybe you're not uh using any like resources you're just listening to a song but you can if you're creative you might want to create your own resources or print off the lyrics and just read through them so you can see the words it takes a little bit of effort so we'll talk mm -hmm. about <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute yeah um and finally things that might be a combo so videos that have subtitles um, if you print off lyrics to a song that's also going to be a combo because you can read while you're listening um, mm -hmm. different apps will have combo where you can hear and and see it and then of course some websites if you have a, um, the ability to listen so sometimes there's um, an audio recording of the blog post for example um, and we didn't mention pimsleur and i think we should because i actually use that a lot the cds you're talking about the sure. cds right Yes. Um, yeah. So a language learning um, company, but it, mm -hmm. it's like one company and others, there are others as well, I guess. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I've used, um, I've definitely used German. Um, i trying to remember if I used any other Pimslers. Oh man, I used Italian because my mom had it when she traveled to Italy. I remember mm -hmm. being young, like in high school and walking around my town, listening and saying, Dove via Veneto? <laughs> Where is Veneto Street? <laughs> I've used Italian, I've used Arabic, I've used Japanese. I'm trying to think what else I used. Uh, the Japanese was good. It got me a lot of basic stuff right before the trip. So yeah, I think 
they're really helpful. I'm well, also I, an audio uh, learner. So just like I would do it in the car and just listen and then repeat. And it's very repetitive, but that's, I think it's useful. Yeah. I seem to recall that Pimsleur teaches you how to say beer and wine before they teach you how to say water, water. and mm -hmm. coffee and tea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and by bit... like, yeah, by lesson three, it's like, would you like to have dinner at my place? So mm -hmm. it's very um, forward. Yeah. It, it's uh, a little odd for sure. And <laughs> once you've done Pimsleur once, it's literally the same thing in the other languages, just, mm -hmm. you know, changing uh, the right, names yeah. of the streets and things. Just translated. <laughs> Yeah, it's totally, but I mean, I don't blame them. If I had a company with language learning, I would do the same thing. So, <laughs> okay. So let's move on to the benefits of language learning apps. I feel like I'm much more on the language learning app side of things than writing things down. Mm -hmm. So I can start, I guess. I do yeah. feel like it's worth mentioning. There's it, it, there's like a certain amount of privilege that we want to recognize um, mm -hmm. that we are able to to use our phones and use our computers with internet access to access all the resources. And that's not necessarily um, the case for many uh, people in, in our society um, mm -hmm. who might not um, have access to internet, uh, might have limited minutes on their phones and not. Mm -hmm. So we are yeah. in, a, in a very privileged position for that. Uh, but if you are someone who does have like an unlimited data plan on your phone, then accessibility um, and availability are, are very big um, benefits of that because you can, as long as you have your phone with you, you have all of your language resources with you as well. And because it's a lot less time constrained uh, because you can take your phone out of your pocket and start a lesson, um, there is no setup time. You don't need to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, and that that gives you those short lessons and that, that might be beneficial, especially at first when you're first starting out um, and you haven't built that, you know, the 50-minute, like, <laughs> lesson into, into your day. Um, and, and that would be, if you're, if you're starting from, from the beginning, you're not going to start by 50-minute lessons and then... Um, yeah, it's hard to build up that. to that. Yeah. And who knows? Yeah. I mean, people have all sorts of circumstances why they might be on a shorter, you know, time strand, like, yeah. I'm doing mine, you know, maybe in between when the kids are quiet for five minutes, I can quickly do like one little lesson on Duolingo. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I did so many lessons on the T and when I lived in Boston mm -hmm. and I was commuting to and from work, um, I'd either be reading a book or doing my language lessons on, you know, whichever app I was using at the moment. And, I want to mention, because you yeah. talked about how, um, you know, this is a very privileged conversation to even be having um, about apps and People might not have, you know, even not just in this country, but in the world, they might not have a cell phone. They might not have, you know, the data you were talking about. Um, and I do want to say that the library still being closed is a huge disadvantage because, you know, even if you don't have access, you could go to the library for free and use their computer. Um, yeah. So I just think a lot about the people that that do, and you probably see it more than I do. I don't uh, work at the lot like you, but yeah. you know, I'm sure there's like regulars that come in and use the computers. Definitely. Um, so. um, and it's, yeah, I've had uh, patrons before we were able to set up an outdoor computer access um, oh. patrons would call the reference desk and say, you know, I haven't been able to check my email for six months oh um, and that's difficult. And, you know, and once it gets warmer, if you do have, like, if you do have a phone or a laptop, but you don't have internet, like our Wi-Fi is turned on. So as long as you're outside the building, you can still access it. But that's um, a great point. <laughs> you know, so many libraries will have that, but not necessarily all of the libraries. And obviously in the middle of winter, it's not the nicest time to be sitting outside a library trying to access the internet. Yeah. Um, you know, not where we live. Yeah, not doing that for pleasure. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not, not where we live. Not in New England, for sure. Um, no. I just think that is, um, you know, it's especially difficult in this time because there were other ways to get to get around not having access to everything. Yeah. Okay. But to get back to the benefits. Um, so yeah, you don't need to have like a long amount of time. You don't need to be getting all these things out like pen and a notebook and have your book and all these things. I also find just it's more engaging. Like it's kind of like a game. And I know people have asked like, is Duolingo really teaching you or are you just playing a game? So we can talk about that in a bit because I know we have more to say. I also like that a lot of the apps have listening practice. I think that's super helpful because when I have studied just from a textbook, you know, I'm maybe like, yeah. let's say Korean, I can read the Hangul and I can, you know, 
guess how they're saying it, but a lot of times it's not exactly how it's written. Yeah. Um, or like things will change depending on which letter is before which letter. So I think having the listening is super helpful. Um, and English is very guilty of that. Um, oh, there are many sure. words, even native speakers. Um, you know, if you're if you only ever see a word in print, there's a chance you might be mispronouncing it your whole life and not mm -hmm. know it because it's something that only shows up in print. Uh, um, that happened to me often. My mom yeah. would always right. correct me and be like, "It's not said like that." <laughs> I right. don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's um, very much like characteristic. Something. Yeah. English. So, so that's that's a good benefit of a, a language app. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I um, liked about Buzu uh, to give a, a very specific thing, I know I said something wrong because I would misread it or something, and mm -hmm. it wouldn't catch it maybe. So I no. like when I was using it, you could record. They, it would they would give you um, speaking practice, and you could record it and have native speakers, other users, um, oh. give you feedback on it. Um, yeah. And I think that that's a big like plus for Buzu for the way they do that. Yeah, that's uh, helpful. Yeah, a lot of like about probably half their content is behind a paywall, um, which I I didn't like very much. But mm. but that you could still do. Um, you could do your, you could get feedback that way. Yeah, and I know Duolingo has that as well for speaking practice. Um, I mentioned it on an episode where the times I thought I was pronouncing Korean really well, it would like say no 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 these letters you know mm -hmm. this word wasn't pronounced correctly and the times when I felt like I was just like mumbling or like mispronouncing completely yeah. it was like ding <laughs> you've said right. everything perfect so I, you know I, even today you know, I was doing it yeah. and it was if I like messed up and reset it it still gave me the check because mm -hmm. I guess it's just I don't know so it's not yeah it's not the same I, as a native it, listening it feels like I don't know it's it's some type of algorithm that is trying to figure out your mm -hmm. Uh, which which seems like a very difficult um, thing to do, so so to have actual speakers and people um, yeah. doing feedback that's a big plus. And with I know with Duolingo there have been times where they give you the the listening, but the I, I don't know that the feedback on the speaking is you know it might be a little subpar. Uh, right, but at least it's getting you to speak. Oh yeah. Right, so that is part of the practice is just getting your mouth to kind of form the sounds and. Yeah even if and, it's not perfect. <laughs> and that's something Mango does. Like, like such a big part of Mango is that it, it just has you repeat every single thing mm. um, with like things like Memorize or Duolingo. You'll, you'll get a lot of multiple choice where it's like, oh, so which one is the answer? So it's easy to click on it. Yeah. Um, but with like something that Mango does is that it says like, so how do you say this? How do you say this? How do you say this? So every every single thing, and it builds. So you might be spending a whole lesson on one sentence, mm -hmm. um, which feels sometimes like they're overdoing it, but they'll have you repeat each word of the sentence and then put it together and then talk to you about how it's put together. So that's a good, nice benefit of, of uh, a lot of these language apps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they definitely are all built differently and we can talk about mm -hmm. that, you know, if that's an advantage or a disadvantage. Um, but getting back to, we just have a couple more uh, advantages that we wanted to mention. I know both of us have had streaks on Duolingo and I think having that like accountability, like, okay, I have to do at least, you know, five minutes or whatever your goal is, 10 minutes, you can set different yeah. goals. Um, having friends on there, it's kind of like having a Fitbit, you know, like you're kind of yes. competing okay. against people. Yeah. Um, and you can of course do these things without having friends or without continuing a streak a streak just means you're doing it many days in a row um, but I do think it's you know once you have a certain number of days you don't really want to lose the streak yeah I mean, having friends is a different type of um, pressure uh, mm -hmm. so it also depends on your personality if you're someone who does interact with your friends a lot and you're very outgoing in that way um, mm -hmm. that'll that'll keep you engaged but for, for me it was I mean, not that, you know, having friends also studying wasn't uh, beneficial, but just having the streak and not wanting to lose it um, mm -hmm. for probably three years in a row, I, I would lose a streak when I went on vacation. Um, but then the rest of the year, I would, you know, build oh. up like 300 day streaks. Um, That's great. I don't know. It just makes it fun. It's like, okay, you know, I just have to do like this one more thing and get these points. Yeah. And I think there's also like rewards 
Is that what they call it that you get? Like, oh, you've learned a thousand words or right. you've yeah, so reached you get, level 10. Like you get all these yeah. bad badges. Is that what you they're called? You get badges, you get gems. And also there, there was a, I don't know how much, there's probably some studies that I, I didn't think to look up, but the idea hmm. that um, the uh, the audio feedback, you know, the the sound, the literal sounds. Um, oh yeah. Having a positive sound, like if, if the notes go up, you know, it's positive, it goes down, it's negative. So you you get something wrong, it goes doo doo, and then mm -hmm. you get something right, it's like doo doo, and then so that that's like that works on your subconscious and releases like your your um, I don't know your pheromones or wh yeah. wh wh whichever uh, the, the dopamine the, hit the the code yeah whichever chemical is responsible for that, but it um, it works on a level that it wants to engage with you that way, like games mm -hmm. do. Like, yeah, so it's, it's like a game. And, you know, there's also lots of proof that we're all addicted to our phones and we're addicted to getting, you know, the little bing when a message comes in. Right. Um, so it's all kind of intertwined. Um, I think Duolingo also pushes that because I think one of the loading screens is like 15 minutes a day on Duolingo teaches mm -hmm. you a language. What does 15 minutes on social media do? Mm -hmm. I was just going to yeah, mention those little messages. Like yeah. more people are learning languages on Duolingo in the U.S. than in schools in, in the U.S. School. I don't yeah. know. They have all these little like little just subliminal messages. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, uh, more people study Irish on Duolingo than there are native Irish speakers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's, but look, I mean, it's worked. We've memorized them. We've seen it so many times. <laughs> it's definitely true. Yeah. It's, it's like watching commercials. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we have a couple uh, other benefits. Yeah, I think obviously like everything we say, it depends on your personality, but um, apps do offer like a lower stress environment uh, for learning. So if you're, if you feel intimidated or if you're, if you're stressed out by uh, other methods that feel overwhelming, it requires a lot less of your time and the lessons are broken down into smaller bits. There's that accountability of having, you know, streaks and friends, but it's it's not like having um, a tutor that you're answering to, even if they're your friend. So it, it might be a lower lower stress environment. And uh, it's free. You so you're and, not, if you stop, yeah. you're not losing money. You know, you didn't pay yeah. for a class that you're not going to. Yeah. So you can take it at your own pace. No um, teacher yelling at you. Yeah. Some of those language teachers. Uh, um, I know. <laughs> and one of the things that I like about the apps that I think is one of their big strengths is the vocabulary. I think they do teach you a lot of vocabulary. Mm. Um, that's at least in my experience. And for me, that's what I seem to get most out of them is the sheer vocab. Mm -hmm. And we'll, we'll talk about the, um, the flip side of that coin in a, in a second. But, but yeah, that's a, that's a good benefit for me. Yeah, and you can kind of go at your own pace. It's not you know, it is kind of decided by someone else, but you can also, there is a little bit of leeway to skip around, you know, maybe on other apps more than, than Duolingo. We're kind of talking a lot about Duolingo, but, you know, listeners think your apps that you use, you know, you might have some more, you know, you can just do things at your own pace, maybe skip things if you don't want to go over them. Yeah, right. like Duolingo languages, I think, gives you access to the whole course right away. Really? So you can jump into whichever lesson you want. Oh, well. Um, and Duolingo, you do have to unlock. Um, mm -hmm. And I think same with Memorize, you have to unlock. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like most that I've done have, you have to kind of like go through a certain, certain, I don't know, parkour. <laughs> What's the word? Yeah. Uh, you have to, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a French word. I feel like that's not an English. <laughs> parkour? I mean, it's a word. It's like that sport where you're Very jumping. Specific <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the disadvantages just because our minds are on. The apps right now mm -hmm. you want to start with one i can I? yeah um <laughs> so the gamification aspect of it um the flip side of that is that you can engage with it uh, or you can complete it without uh deep engagement with it mm. um so especially if it is um a lot of memorize is built on on having you know click on the right answer um with multiple choice um it, you can almost skim through it um, mm -hmm. without really deeply engaging with it and not um, learning um, as much from it. And I think that may or may not, uh, but it may lead to like a, a um, misleading sense of accomplishment. Um, yeah. And Duolingo used to do, I think they've stopped, they, they've done something else now, but it used to say like, 
you're 50% proficient in German. And oh, I, yes. I remember like, this. No, I am not. I am huh. barely like an A1 still. <laughs> like I am not 50. I might be, I might have engaged with 50% of your content, but I am not 50% proficient in that language. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they've changed it to like, you can take a quiz. And so um, I took the quiz and it rated me at like 2.5 out of five. So I don't know if that's supposed to mean like 50. you're 50%, but yeah, because I mean, on the one hand, if that's what it means, it's like, okay, I haven't progressed in four years, but. Um, no, no, <laughs> it's, I'm sure the quiz is differently set up than so, just so you've gone sure through 50% yeah. of the material. Right, yeah, so I, I don't exactly know what the quiz um, is actually reflecting, um, mm. but I know I paid for it, so I should have by the end of the year. I think um, you're so right, though, that, you know, just completing the tree, let's say, if you complete a Duolingo tree or you complete you know, Rosetta Stone or whatever the mm-hmm. the app or the CD or the thing is, you know, that does not mean that you can actually use the language. Um, you know, I, I noticed that with myself, like I'm learning all this Korean and I can, you know, read sentences and understand what they mean. However, yeah. it's a limited, you know, they're giving me almost all the correct answers on the bottom yeah. or, you know, there's not like that many wrong because there's only so many spaces to put like the words. So there's right. like maybe two words that don't fit the sentence. Um, and so I'm like, okay, I guess the word mango, you know, didn't fit in this sentence. Um, yeah. <laughs> or also like the pictures, I don't know. Sometimes it's just so obvious, you know, like which one is the correct answer. Because it is a product that they are selling to you. So they mm-hmm. want your engagement. Um, so they want to maximize engagement. And, and feel successful. On the, yeah, and that <laughs> yeah. might lose on like how deeply you, um you engage with the material so it's um and they you know whenever you see ads for them it's like learn language in nine weeks yeah five minutes a day person if you learn language in nine weeks yeah especially if you're doing it for you know five minutes a day um so you have to be aware of that when you're jumping into these apps like they're not it's not the end all for sure of your language learning yeah i feel like you could go through and still have trouble like introducing yourself because like they're not going to give you all the words that you need to say mm-hmm. everything you want to say so it's definitely not tailored to you <laughs> um, it's also not chosen by you so the apps that you have to unlock as you go like you maybe can't skip through even if you don't want to talk about animals or you don't want to mm-hmm. talk about medical stuff like maybe I just want to skip that <laughs> um, yeah. sometimes you can't like you have to go through um, I also think, you know, there's definitely some faults. Uh, if I know French and Spanish and I take Italian, I can pass out of like 20%, but I don't even know how to say like a woman <laughs> per se. Yeah. You know, I um, I do now, but like I can skip without knowing a whole bunch. Um, and same right. thing, like I tried Portuguese and it was like, you skipped out of all this. But then I was like, oh my God, I don't even, like they would ask like the most basic Mm-hmm. grammatical things and I was like I don't know like <laughs> yeah well what are the articles in Portuguese right yeah and I like um, wouldn't even know if it's you know with an n or an m or <laughs> yeah and yeah. that's what I did with Ukrainian it's like I tested out on so much of it but it's like I never studied Ukrainian I don't know any Ukrainian mm-hmm. but because it's similar enough between Polish and whatever Russian I've studied um I was able to figure it out, but it's not like I could say, th- I would just say things in Polish and Ukrainian speakers may understand me. Exactly. Not the same as like, you've tested out of like, you know, our, all this material now. Yeah. So definitely that false sense of success or false sense of accomplishment that you've, yeah. you know, I don't know 20% of Italian just because mm. I passed this test. Right. For sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, I mean, it is, it's fun, but it's definitely we can't really say that like, this is a certain level, you know, doing these apps is not going to get you to a certain level mm-hmm. on its own, you know? Yeah. And that's another thing they do is like, they say like, oh, 20 hours of this app is equivalent to a college course. Wow. And I'm, I'm not sure that I, after 20 hours on, on, you know, wh- whichever app it was, I was, I progressed from like A1 to A2 or yeah, that's, um, it seems insulting to yeah. college level courses <laughs> that right. a teacher is putting a lot of effort into. It. Yeah, yeah, where you have that person that is giving you direct feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone who's an expert in this subject. Yeah. Let me see, did we miss anything? 
I think just the ridiculousness sometimes. Um, this Duolingo yeah. is known for this. Um, so you gave an example. I'm trying to think of there's like a million <laughs> examples. Yeah, that's it's just one that came up today because I was um, testing out of an earlier skill because mm -hmm. every time they update the language, I lose all the, I mean, the, all the lessons are still open, but it's all the crowns are gone. So, and I like seeing all the gold there, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm vain like that. <laughs> so I'm doing an early lesson in one of the sentences that I don't remember seeing before was, um, you know, how do you say the bear doesn't like this bank um, in German? So, um, and I remember another one was like, the mouse is addicted, which just, <laughs> I, weird. I, mean, I don't know. On one hand, I remember the sentence like three years later, um, never used it when I was yeah. in Austria or Germany. But, you know, maybe I'll use it one day. Yeah, there's definitely been some weird ones. Um, I think Italian, they gave me a sentence that was like, it is easier to die than to love. And I was like, whoa. Well, that's some heavy, <laughs> yeah. You I'm not even that. sure what's going on yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, but one of my favorites, though, is when I was um, studying Norwegian. And that's because I was going to Norway. So I wanted to learn some basics. And um the the sentence was uh, I still remember it. But it's like, um, which means I am not a woman. <laughs> okay. Um, which, I mean, one you can probably tell, but also due to my like views on gender, um, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. And another one, I don't re actually remember the sentence in Norwegian, but it was um, like, whose underwear is this? Oh, jeez. Um, which is quite an interesting one. Um, yeah. That's just yeah. a weird combination, but yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, they I probably was like the clothing said, unit. The, uh, yeah, but I feel Mixed like with the who's yeah. <laughs> gone and, wrong. Right. They, I feel like they do do it on purpose. It could be. And and some people will have. Because look, we're talking about it. But it's still not a useful sentence. Well, maybe not to you, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which bear likes which bank, but um. I know how to say that in German now. I mean, some of the sentences that seem ridiculous, though, like, you know, my kids might say that, like, they're playing with their bears. I could see them being like, this is not like this bank. <laughs> so okay. So maybe Duolingo is just toddler language. <laughs> when, maybe, yeah. It's for when I'm finally, like, a librarian in Germany and, like, a G German's, like, children's department mm -hmm. of, of a library, yeah. You will be ready for all the made-up, imaginative, creative play. I will be ready to say, <laughs> die Bär mag diese Bank nicht. There you go. All right. So the um, we're going to switch gears and talk about writing things down. So I guess uh, since much and you said you like apps more, I do enjoy writing things down. Do mm -hmm. you normally take notes when you're studying so, a language? Um, no, um, but <laughs> okay. that is, you know, I mean, it's kind of like when I used to not have a flu shot, mm. like years ago, I used to not have a flu shot and it wasn't because I didn't think it's better. It's because I was just not doing it. So um, yeah, I'm not good about writing things down, but it's mm -hmm. not because I think it's it's not beneficial. Um, mm -hmm. It's just being silly about it. Yeah. Uh, so and I and I do know it, and I I bring it up. Um, I mean, it's it's you know your point, but it's uh, I'm stealing it, I guess. Go um, ahead. Th there's a difference between writing things down and not writing things down when it comes to recall and yeah uh, you know sticking with you and i i bring it up with like reading ebooks versus reading um, paper books mm -hmm. uh, a couple of years ago i remember reading a study that that talked about how students that were reading paper books had a better recall rate uh, than students that read ebooks and one of the possible explanations for that is that you one of the ways you remember information is like you remember which part of the page it was on. It was yeah. like it was on the bottom left, you know, mm -hmm. versus like in an app, you like if you're reading an ebook, you will never have that because mm -hmm. the um it doesn't stay, it's not a consistent place yeah. per se. Um, like on the left side or the right side, you know. Yeah, I have two things with ebooks that annoy me. Well, three things. One is I don't have like a big tablet, I have my phone. So mm -hmm. that's a huge uh disadvantage because yeah. it's just so small and two is that you have to keep like you know scrolling or like next paging over more mm -hmm. than you would in a regular sized paper book 
on just, yeah. well, with my small phone. I also um, remember one of our friend, our our mutual friend once. Um, I went to his house and he said um, his e-reader broke because he sat on it. Ooh. And I remember saying like, I never broke a book by sitting on it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's also an old person thing to say. So, yeah. <laughs> We're not sixty people, but yeah, I also I just think me and all of us spend way too much time on technology as it is. That like mm -hmm. I use reading as my like my downtime as my you know, get my eyes like away from a screen. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even using it as much as probably most people who are working, working from home, studying. Yeah. Um, and the, I guess the fourth thing that I have against, we didn't even plan to talk about this, but here we go. <laughs> the fourth thing I have against them is that uh, I'm home with my children all day and I want them to see me reading books and not mm -hmm. on my phone. You know, even if I'm reading a book on my phone, they don't know that. They think I'm scrolling Instagram or whatever sure. I'm doing. Um, so for me, like I am 99% like for books, for paperback, that's yeah. personal, you know, you can be for ebooks. And I mean, having said all that, I am a hundred percent like a, a proponent of, of ebooks as well uh, mm -hmm. as paper books. And yeah, if that's your preferred method of, of reading, then I will. Then um, read. Yeah. I will tell you all the library resources that can get your ebooks on your. I just have my own personal, I don't know. I'm yeah, but I, I've seen I've seen your notebooks. You take um, when you're learning a language, you take so many notes. Like you yeah. have notebooks filled with notes, and yeah. I mean, it and I keep these. I have yeah. notebooks from college. Then you know that was eleven years ago. No, eleven, uh, more, <laughs> twelve years, thirteen. Oh, I don't know, yeah. many years ago. Uh, yeah, and I've kept I've held on to the language ones. I have eventually, mm -hmm. you know, little by little, I've been decluttering all the other anthropology and things that I'm like, I'm probably never going to use this again. But if yeah. I took notes in a language class um, or just notes on my own, like I have my old Korean notes from like 2008 or something. Um, yeah. So it's I mean, fun. It it's helps, fun to look yeah. back on. Yeah. And it also helps with your recall rate, right? Yes. Yes. So I did research, but there's just many, many studies that prove that writing, taking notes by hand allows you to recall things better. Um, just better memory. And so, you know, this is versus like taking notes on a computer versus taking notes by hand. And I think it's even more uh, important with apps versus writing because with apps, all I'm doing is clicking the right bubble. I'm not even, most of the time, I'm not even typing the word out. You know, that's yeah. a whole different uh, level. So I feel like a lot of the times this is like a two second, like click on the right word. So the times where I have had to write it down, it's definitely helped me. Um, I'm also, I guess I'm just a proponent for writing. Um, I remember when I lived with my mom, this must have been in college during the summer, um, and I was learning Korean, um, just beginning to, I labeled a whole bunch of things in the house, like phone, TV, oh, yeah. mirror, door. I just went around the house and like put labels on, uh, and I still like, when the words come up on Duolingo, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this was the way the telephone was written. Like I remember having to write these things. Yeah. Um, so I just think, yeah, I, I don't know. For me, the act of writing is really helpful. In a way, it's 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 a mnemonic device. Like when you're walking around the house labeling things. Yeah. Like <laughs> five years, because I, I I seem to recall Cicero did that. The you know the like great Latin orator like mm -hmm. when he was known for you know memorizing or like being able to recall all of the speeches he was writing. And mm -hmm. um, what I remember, um, unless I'm confusing him with another orator, but the idea was that what he did is that he did each part of the speech in like a different room in his house. Uh -huh. So in it, when he was actually giving the speech, um, he would, in his mind, he would go like from one room to the next. And yeah, that was imagine. Part of and then, yeah. It's a mnemonic, yes. yeah. There's and there's yeah. we could maybe do a whole less um, lesson, a whole podcast on different mnemonic devices and ways to like recall things because yeah, there's lots of them. But that's a good one. Like different rooms, you know. Even if you study a different lesson in a different room, that, again, this is talking from privilege. If you have more than one room, you're not yeah. in a studio apartment or something. I also think using you know writing things down by hand. Um, it's especially important, I find, when I've studied languages that don't use the Latin script um, or if yeah. whatever is a different alphabet from your own. So um, I have lots of notes from studying Arabic, and it's super important because 
you know, you're connecting all the letters together. Um, so I found that to be just, you know, primordial that you actually do learn how to write the letters, you learn how to connect them and, and, you know, how the words form and if you're putting the accents, because when you first, um, I shouldn't say accents, the vowels, when you're first learning Arabic, you know, there's different, you mark the vowels, but natives don't have to do that anymore. They just know what vowel sound is yeah. above, below. Um, yeah. And same with I, Korean. Korean letters combine. There's like basically four little squares where they could go. So sometimes mm -hmm. it's two, one on top, one on bottom, one to the left, one to the right. It can mm -hmm. be all sorts of combinations, two on top, one on bottom, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's just very helpful to to practice writing. I do. Rem I mean, when I did, I did a lot less Arabic than you did. Um, mm. But I, when I started learning the the alphabet, um, I was using Duolingo, and I remember just that completely not sticking until I did um, just start writing everything down. Yeah. Um, because it would it would tell me like, what's this letter? It's like, no, I I don't know. I've mm -hmm. seen it a hundred times. I don't have it memorized. And then I I would start writing them down and practice writing them, and all of a sudden they're starting to stick. Yeah. Yeah, I think it really is helpful. So if you haven't, you know, started writing down the language that you're learning, I think it could be helpful. Um, I just did Greek just for fun and nothing has stuck because I just did it on Duolingo recently mm -hmm. and yeah. I have not actually written down the letters. You know, like you said, they go through them with you and I can maybe recognize like, oh yeah, that was the S sound or whatever. Yeah. But not having written them down, like I think, they're going to be gone like <laughs> a week later they're, they're out yeah. of my head so one of the things i really like about um what you you wrote down in the notes um is the, um in the study is the difference between uh the recall rate of students who were using their laptops to take notes and handwriters mm -hmm. because i've read other articles that talked about it like if you're writing by hand your recall rate is um better but um, this study was interesting and it's where it said that even though the students who use laptops were able to just write more words down, mm -hmm. um, the people who were writing by hand were able to have a stronger conceptual understanding of the subject, yeah. uh, which is just so important. And, and part of it is probably because you can't just write down verbatim what, the, what your professor is saying if you're writing by hand. No. So you sure. have to, as you're taking in the information, you have to start understanding it to be able to rewrite it in a way mm -hmm. that you can then um, study from. So yeah, I think that's a very important point from that from that yeah. study. And I think some people might think it's better that, oh, on the laptop, I can type quicker. Um, you know, my notes are going to be more full or more complete or whatever. More legible, if you're me. More, more legible. <laughs> I always ended up doing notes by hand in, in college and in grad school. Yeah. And I think even what when you were um, talking about that study, uh, it just reminded me of like, what's that job in the courtroom where they're literally just, and I think even typing out yeah. verbatim what's being said, right? that person is probably not thinking about the case. They're just focusing on the words, you know, and they're just, which kind of proves the point that like, you don't need to understand what's being said if you're focusing on verbatim, you know? Yes, if you go back later, then you can read through it and hopefully get more understanding out of it. But I don't think that's, it's not the point. <laughs> you know, the yeah. point should be to listen to the professor and then take down what is essential from what they're saying. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's kind of maybe a misconception with, I don't even know if they teach this, like how to take notes. Um, is that a subject that's taught that was not taught in our high school? I don't, um, not when I was a yeah, student or when I was a not. teacher. No, you have to uh, figure it out for yourself. And mm -hmm. I don't know that many students might not yeah. be able to do it. So I guess to sum it up, I just prefer writing it down because I find personally, I remember it better. I engage more with the material and hopefully I will recall it better than if I'm just clicking away on an app or even typing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not as self-disciplined to write things down as much. So at least the the apps and other um podcasts and audiobooks and all that give me a way to do mm -hmm. something rather than nothing. Well, I don't want listeners thinking I have all these notes. Like I have barely time to like brush my teeth twice a day with right, <laughs> two children. Doing, yeah, um, because you're but, taking all that time writing notes. No. Yeah. I mean, part of me loves that. Like I love like 
okay, I'm going to like study and I, the kids are sleeping or something and I'm going to you know, get my notebook out. And some people, um, there's all this talk on Instagram with people who study languages, you know, this whole like accounts for language learning, but, um, yeah. you know, do you take notes in color or in black and white and all that? Yeah. Like I'm totally super nerdy about that. Like I would, if I can, I'll do color coded and make it all pretty. I think it's just, there's something very graphically satisfying for me with yeah. like, making really beautiful notes, especially in languages that, you know, like I said, don't use the Latin script. I don't know. It's like the language nerd in me. Like, it just looks so cool to have like I mean, it's this another other script. Way, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like an, another almost mnemonic device in itself where like your, the, the color coding gives your brain, like teaches your brain to engage with that, mm. um, with each notes in a slightly different way. Yeah. Okay. So there's definitely disadvantages to mm -hmm. taking notes. Well, many, but it takes longer. You have to have some quiet time, space to like spread out your materials. You have to have materials. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> you have to find a resource yourself. Yeah. So, you know, you can't just like sit, most of us, if we're learning, we can't just like sit down and start taking notes. Like we need a resource that we're using if it's a podcast or it's a book or it's, you know, all the things we listed earlier. So yeah, you kind of have to find that yourself. Whereas if you just download the app, they've got it all organized for you. It's all set up. It's all in some sort of order, you know, whether that be the correct order or not. And you can get your, you can get a lot of books from the library, but they, um, eventually yes. they will be due. Yeah. That's so my trouble to, is I have all these grandiose plans and I take these books out and then I get through lesson one and two and mm -hmm. then it's due. <laughs> right. Uh, two weeks later, it's yeah. Yeah. And then I renewed it and it's still, yeah. So you have to, if, be more disciplined and really you know or you know if I really like a resource I could buy it you know use the library as like a trial run yeah so and it depends on your local libraries too but like in in our system you get um it's a three week some dvds or new items are different but like for books mm -hmm. you basically get three weeks with two renewals but the renewals are automatic now so you don't even have to worry That's about so it. nice yeah. so you have nine weeks um which is a fair amount of time it's not quite a full semester but it's almost a semester's worth of um yeah if you're in college you probably don't have as much time to just learn a language on on the side mm -hmm. although you could take you know if you have extra space in your schedule put it in your in your schedule if you can oh, oh but another thing <laughs> about libraries is that at least like our in the u.s generally speaking your um your public like your public universities like the state schools mm -hmm. um, you can sign up for a library card with them even if mm -hmm. you're not a student um okay. although it's different now i think during covid you can't do it but normally you can sign up for your university's like library card and check out books from them and mm -hmm. that will give you like three months or something that's what um our state school does mm -hmm. So yeah, I get books from UMass for like months at a time. That's great. Yeah, I think it's just, you have to be willing to search and find the resource. One of the language people, if it was mm -hmm. maybe Richard Simcott or Luca Lampariero, one of them was like, pick one resource and stick to it. I think it might've been Luca. He was saying mm -hmm. like, you know, people can sometimes be overwhelmed with all of the choices and like, Oh, I'm going to watch, true. you know, okay, let's take Korean. Like I'm going to watch K dramas and listen to K-pop and do this website and this website and this app and this app and this app. And then yeah. you don't have time to do those seven things, you know, right. like, just pick one, stick to it, keep it simple, you know, like stick to it and stick to like 15 minutes a day, just doing that one thing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so you don't get like burned out by having too many things yeah. going on. Yeah. And then you can switch. So like I, I've gotten to the point where I don't use the apps as much like i still use them but and it depends on which point mm -hmm. in your language you are but then like moving on to other resources so like with german i'm now more you know watching like kid shows on netflix and um mm -hmm. thing to like news news shows um in german from like radio vienna like radio wien mm -hmm. um, they do like e like uh, news in easy german um so that's kind of like I don't know if it's like a A2 or B1 level more or less. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. That so is a good point. We didn't talk about like our apps, you know, do you, do you graduate out of them eventually? Like, are they just for beginning? I don't know. I yeah. don't have the answer to this. I'm just wondering. Um, yeah. 
I, I don't, I, I feel like that is um, how I've viewed them. Yeah. Yeah, great place mm -hmm. to start and, and get some really good um, basics. And yeah, I said like the, the vocab is a great, uh, I think a benefit, but then I think grammar might be um, lacking a disadvantage of them. So mm -hmm. um, you might want to get your grammar elsewhere, um, but then apps like Mango Languages also gives you like, the, um, they, they do give you grammatical notes, but what I like about them is they give you cultural notes too. So with German, they'll say like, oh, so in, you know, in like Northern Germany, they say this, but in Southern Germany, they'll say it this way. And in Austria, they'll do it this way. Yeah, um, that's very helpful. Yeah. So especially for languages that are, if you're doing, say, you know, like Pol if you're learning Polish, then um, you don't get as much of that because it's one country and, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so they're not telling us like, what the Gurale yeah. say in the right, moments. Yeah, you're, you're not going <laughs> to worry about the dialects as much. Um, yeah. But I'm sure there's just cultural, like info that they can say, you know. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But but it's not like you know with Spanish. If you go to Spain versus if you go to um, yeah. Guatemala, that'll be different. <laughs> and even all the Latin American countries sometimes have different words for things. Yeah. That's a whole other topic. So in conclusion, we just want to encourage you to think about how you learn best, and think about what sort of things work for you and you know try things out download apps that are free and try them see if it works and you know don't be afraid to delete it if it doesn't work for you you know mm -hmm. if you're not liking it just get rid of it because you don't want to clutter up let's say like your your little folder with all your language stuff because it will be easier if you just have that one app that you're consistently going to yeah don't feel bad about picking one thing versus having a whole set of uh resources but yeah mm -hmm. definitely once once in a while do do re um reevaluate and and look for other things as well yeah that's true and you know use a combination of both or just do apps or just take notes you know whatever works for you i think you know we're not here to tell you what's the best method um both Marcin and i learn differently we use these resources differently and i think even as individuals we're going to use them differently as we progress like Martin was saying you know he started with Duolingo but now he's moved on to other things and yeah reassessing all the time yeah now I'm finding out um, Netflix's subtitles in German are um, pretty much on every kid show different than this what they say so oh. it's almost harder because I'm trying to listen to one thing and read another at the same time yeah that frustrates me so much when they do that in movies mm -hmm. Yeah. Why aren't they just typing the verbiage? I don't know. Yeah, it's like they're simplifying it, so you mm -hmm. get them, you know, similar messages, but definitely different. Um, yeah, I mean, it's one thing when you're listening to German and reading English, and they're not exactly the same because you're like, right. well, it's translated. Yeah. But when you're listening to German and reading German, yeah. you're expecting to see what you're hearing. Right. Yeah, I so, noticed that with French movies a lot, and it would be like. The students would be like, why aren't they, you know, why is it different what's down below? I'm like, I don't know. They're just students. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, so it's probably because whoever um, was charged with translating didn't get like a full salary for the whole show. And it was like, yeah, just do an abridged version. We'll pay you a little less for that. Uh, maybe. Who knows? If you are a translator for TV, reach out and let us know. <laughs> yeah. Let, let, let us know if my last minute anti-capitalist like <laughs> critique uh, is on point. Or let us know how to get that job because it would be fun sure. to watch and subtitle shows. I could do that. <laughs> I have looked at like Polish um, TV shows that were translated into English and mm -hmm. how like shaken my head at how bad the translations were. Yeah. Uh, thinking like, oh, I wish I had that job. I'd do it better. Mm -hmm. You and I are alike in many respects yeah. of that. Well, we hope that this was somewhat helpful and maybe we've encouraged you to try out some apps or maybe get some books from the library or do more listening. Maybe some, I'm going to check out audiobooks on Spotify. That sounds really cool. And I didn't even know that yeah. was on there. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll check out Lyrica, the, um, mm -hmm. the app with the music. Um, I think that's what it is. I'm assuming Lyrica. like lyrics, Lyrica. Yeah, that, I, think, I think you're right. Um, it's like learning with music. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that should be fun. So we hope that you found something interesting, something new, um, yeah. something to think about. 
to let us know. For sure. Yeah, we, you can reach out and I will um, put some links into the show notes. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed that episode. We would love to hear if you prefer notes or if you prefer apps or if you do a mix of both. If you have any great resources to share with us, please let us know. You can find us on Instagram at the future is bilingual, and you can write us an email at tfibpodcast at gmail.com. Take care, everybody. Um, no, um, but okay. it's easy. That is... we didn't even plan to talk about this, but here we go. It's also an old person thing to say. <laughs> Luckily, I know what that is because you wrote it in the show notes.